You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Here are your hosts, Matthew Leach and Paul Hagan. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, joined by Paul Hagan, and we're about to be talking some New York Yankees. Uh, and after uh, some struggles and frustration in the first half, the Yankees have made some additions, and it seems like there are some good feelings around this team. Uh, they've still got some issues to sort, but uh, they look like a team that, one, is trending in the right direction, and two, probably isn't done uh, adding to their roster. Yeah, Matthew, that's one thing about the Yankees. You can always count on them to go out and, and make an addition. They did it with Chase Headley. I agree with you. I, I doubt that they're done yet. And uh, it's really amazing how, they, how they've been able to weather the pitching injuries, particularly the starting pitching injuries, but they are not out of it by any means. MLB.com's Brian Hope now steps in to join us. And, uh, Brian, a year ago, the Yankees added any and every player that was possibly available. Do you feel like you've got a little bit of deja vu going on this, uh, this summer? <laughs> it's kind of the same mode. It's, it's pat to ship and, and keep things going. Yeah, they set a franchise record last year. I believe it was 54 players. And um, that's not out of the realm of possibility again this year. So uh, Brian Cashman's been very active, just kind of checking around the league. Um, they're, they're willing to make incremental upgrades. They're not necessarily looking to make the big splash here as the deadline comes up. Um, basically, it's whatever they can improve upon. And uh, that's what they did with Chase Headley this week. It's interesting that you know there's been some notion, and I probably advanced it myself, that um, as as money evens out a little bit in baseball, that the Yankees' advantage of being able to take on contracts is is lessened. It's more about talent, and yet it seems like uh, both last year and this year that they really have benefited from that. That there is a willingness to take on a contract, uh, and a potentially not that many of these guys have been extremely expensive, but there's a willingness to spend money um, that has benefited them. Do you think that's an accurate way of looking at what they've been able to do? Well, it definitely is. I think that um, ownership has made it clear that if the case is made that it will help the product on the field, that they're willing to go further. Uh, they, they obviously spent a lot of money in the offseason. Uh, most of their money was spent on Masahiro Tanaka, Brian McCann, Jacoby Ellsbury, Carlos Beltran. Uh, so they're not necessarily looking to go get another 15 to $20 million a year player, but if Brandon McCarthy comes up on the market and he costs $3 million, and Chase Headley will cost him $3 million, and last year Alfonso Soriano cost about the same, um, it, Hal Steinbrenner has shown a willingness to, to give that the green light and invest a little bit more because, as you know, uh, the goal always with the Yankees, regardless of where they are in standings, is they need to get to October. That's their business model. So if, uh, if the case is made that they can get there, uh, they're willing to put a little more into the, uh, the product on the field. What are the expectations of Headley? I mean, this is a guy two years ago was an MVP candidate. This year has really had a rough year, and it's not just the ballpark. Um, I'm presumably the truth is somewhere in between, but, but in acquiring this guy, what do they think they're getting? Well, they think they're getting a guy who can give them professional at-bats, who is an upgrade over the revolving door they've had at third base. Um, you know, I was talking to Sam McCann yesterday about Headley, and he said he's going to benefit a lot from getting out of Petco Park because that, that ballpark just – it's where fly balls go to die, especially in the right center field gap. And obviously, if you've ever watched the Yankee game, you know that any fly ball to right field at Yankee Stadium can be trouble. So I, I, I don't think the Yankees are getting a, a big slugger. Um, I don't expect uh, Headley to approximate what he did in 2012, but he's a guy who can spray the ball around the field, uh, work good counts. Uh, he's a switch hitter, which helps uh, the balance of the lineup. Um, I, I think he's going to be productive here. Um, how much? So uh, I think that remains to be seen, but I think he will be an upgrade over what they've been trotting out there at third base. 
the, the answer to this may be whatever's available, because it kind of seems that has been the answer. But what, what's next? What do they still want to do? What do they still want to add? What, what could still add, be added to this club? <laughs> what's out there? Yeah, no, that, that about sums it up. I mean, Cashman said that he's been trying to get starting pitching. Obviously, uh, they've, they've lost 80% of their opening day rotation. Uh, Hiroki Kuroda is the only one left from that. Um, so they are always looking to upgrade there. Um, I think that you look at their offense, and there are there are a few points where you could say they could use some help. Um, you know, they they could use an outfielder at this point here too. Um, they, it's funny to say they went into the season with so many outfielders that it looked like Ichiro Suzuki was going to be a bench player and never play, and now he's basically their everyday right fielder. So uh, I think that if they could get some depth moves, and uh, and a lot of it depends also on uh, Mark Teixeira's health here. They're waiting on him to come back. They think he's going to come back, but if, if he's out for an extended period of time, um, I could see them going for something at first base as well. In, in talking about rotation moves, you know there are there's a whole wide range of guys available. You look at guys like Danks. You look at maybe even a guy like Harang in Atlanta, and then you look at you know, some real top flight guys. Uh, do they think they, is there any chance they're a player on somebody like Cliff Lee, David Price, if somehow Cole Hamels became available, or are those guys probably not in play for them? I, I think uh, to go case by case, I think they're probably out on Price. I don't think they're going to have the prospects that would. Um, tempt Tampa Bay to trade him within the division. Um, I, I think that as far as the Phillies go, they're, they're kind of lukewarm on Lee. Uh, I, mean, I, I feel like that ship probably passed four years ago. Uh, they were hot and heavy after him in 2010. Uh, that contract's such a bear at this point that I think that if Philadelphia was not willing to pick up a majority of the contract, which it doesn't sound like they're, they're willing to do, um, I don't see that happening. Um, Hamels... <laughs> Hamill's a uh, very interesting case. I could see the Yankees making a push for him. I'm not sure if Philadelphia actually wants to move him or not. I, I've heard mixed reviews on that. Um, but I think that he's the kind of guy that maybe you do think about parting with your best prospects for. Um, but, you know, I, I don't get the sense that the Yankees are hungry to do that and empty out the farm system because, obviously, the rep on them is that they've had to rebuild their farm system and they're not getting enough from it. So, um, if they have those prospects, I feel like they'd rather hold on to them unless there's a sure bet out there. Is there also any any degree to which the Sebastian situation kind of colors their thinking when you start talking about big contracts and pitchers, or do they view that as kind of a, a one-off? Well, I, I think it does, and it doesn't. I mean, they were in a tough spot with CC. Uh, you know, they they could not let him walk away. They could not let him opt out. So that was that was kind of a no-brainer at that point in time. But and you knew that. The chances of him breaking down later in his career um, were were probably high. I think it happened sooner than they thought it was going to happen. Um, but, you know, hey, they've given out big contracts that can color their thinking, too. I think you can make the case that the Alex Rodriguez situation colors their thinking more than anything right now. Um, so I, I'm not sure if you want to lump uh, CC in with Alex and, and maybe the Mark Teixeira deal, too, as, as these long-term deals that don't look so good on the back end. But... You know, they went out and they gave Jacoby Ellsbury a lot of money over the offseason. I, I don't think the Yankees are getting gun-shy about spending long-term. Um, I just think uh, they, they maybe, maybe they're getting a little more careful about it. Maybe they're a little reluctant to do it. But at the end of the day, the Yankees need to spend money, and, and that's part of the cost of doing business. Speaking of spending money, what, is there anything to report on Tanaka? I mean, is there any development, any, any positive news there? Or is that still kind of a holding problem? Pattern. I, I, you're in a holding pattern now for two weeks. He's, he's got three full weeks of no throwing. 
And then at that point, um, he can start playing catch again. So I, I think this whole six-week rehab process that they were talking about to get him back on a big league mound, that's probably a little optimistic. I think that right now you're in week two, and, uh, you know, I, I think best-case scenario, assuming he goes through and plays catch and does the, the sim games and, you know, gets back facing hitters, I think that he could – potentially absolute best case help the Yankees sometime in the middle of September, um, which would be great if they were in a race, you know, they could use him. But I think that if they are not within striking distance, they'd probably just shut him down and, and probably hold the fort for, for next season. They're, they're an interesting team to look at because they're right in, in the heart of the race and the record is decent, but the run differential isn't good. And I know the Yankees are never going to say, well, we're not going to add because our run differential isn't good. But, you know, at the same time, it seems like there's some kind of good feeling and a little positive momentum. How good is this team, do you think, as currently constituted with McCarthy, with Headley, without Tanaka? I mean, when you look at this team, what do you see? Well, I see a team that is missing um, one or two pieces to actually be a serious threat in October. I think that, the, yeah, like you mentioned, starting pitching, maybe McCarthy does come in. I mean, he's, he's a lot better than Vidal Nuno. But losing Tanaka is a huge hit. Um, as far as the run differential goes, I would take a closer look at that. And there are a couple of blowout games where just the wheels fell off the wagon, and, and it, it really colors that differently. So I think if you take out a couple of those, it's, it's closer to what you, you would expect on the field. Um, you know, I'm curious about this team, too, because as mediocre as they've been, and they have been, they've been tough to watch at times this year, they are sticking right in it, and they play Baltimore head-to-head nine more times the rest of the season. Um, I, I think this division's up for grabs, and, you know, if the Yankees can hang tough in there for the next four or six weeks, uh, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be in the thick of it. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm wondering is it, it just it's hard to imagine any of these teams more likely to get better between both injury additions and external additions over over the stretch. I mean, I, I kind of wonder what the feeling is uh, both in the clubhouse but around kind of the front office there. It just seems like for being a few games over 500 and four games out, it just seems like they're in a really good position right now. Do you do you get that impression um around the club? Yeah, I get the impression that they feel they're fortunate to be where they are. You know, the American League East uh has not been exactly what I think we all would have thought it was going to be in February and March. And if you went into Joe Girardi's office down there at Steinbrenner Field in March and said, hey, this is going to be your record on such and such date, how do you feel about it? I I think that he probably would not have felt very good about it. But uh, the situation being what it is, nobody's run away with the East. Uh, The Yankees are right there uh, in the hunt. And, you know, I think uh, if they can get hot and catch a hot streak and maybe patch a ship, as we talked about, and get – get rolling here i think that they'll be right in it where they need to be uh when september comes around the expectations are obviously always high and uh the yankee story is always an entertaining one to follow uh thanks for joining us brian and uh for taking some time to talk to us on mlb.com extras